Hey guys, welcome to Feeling Twisty. So how was your holidays? Do you, If you celebrate Christmas or other holidays at this time of the year, uh, we do. Of course, it's different now. You know, for most of my life, it was all about the birth of Jesus as a human being, you know, God becoming man in a manger, you know, the whole literal story of it. Um, I like to look at it as Neville talks about it, and others too, but Neville uh, described or taught this, uh, what he saw as the real meaning of Christmas, so beautifully. And you can Google or search on YouTube for Neville, Goddard, and Christmas. He also, uh, if you have the book, Faith is Your Fortune by Neville, there's a chapter where he talks about it, about Christmas. But <clears throat> I'm not going to get into all of what he talks about, but I like how he explains it, that it's not the birth of God becoming man. It is symbolizing the birth of us, of God, the awakening of God within us, when we're re we realize who we really are. I love that. And so now when I celebrate Christmas, that's what's on my mind. It's not about, you know, away in a manger and all that stuff. If you do celebrate, that's fine. It's a fun holiday. Of course, we really know it's all about the presents, right? <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Perfectly all right, too. It's fun. I love shopping. I used to not. I used to uh, really not look forward to the holidays as a parent. As a kid, definitely. As a parent, I saw it as just, you know, money, 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 money that I didn't have, you know, trying to work an angle to get some money to pay for Christmas or charge Christmas, charge for the stuff. You know the, you know how it goes. But it's not like that anymore because I know I create my own experience. Um, <clears throat> even though I use the word create, creation itself, everything is already already exists. But what I am conscious of being, my concept of myself, has changed. So money isn't a problem. Uh, spending time with in-laws isn't a problem. Spending time with my own family and extended family isn't a problem. It's fun. I've talked about this in a recent um, episode. I'm not sure which one. In the last couple of weeks, talked about how the way I used to look toward the holidays with dread and angst and how this year I decided, no, this is going to be a fun one. I'm going to enjoy it. And I have had a blast from Thanksgiving through today. This is two days after Christmas. It has been so much fun. I've gotten to spend time with family members, siblings from across the country that I see maybe twice a year, if that. And even a cousin of mine, my favorite cousin, who I haven't seen in 27 years. Uh, I'm sorry, he hasn't been down here in 27 years, but I, I haven't seen him in about 20 years. Um, but he's never met my family. He'd never met my wife and kids. So it's been so much fun. And this goes back to me changing my concept of self, what I'm conscious of being, moving into a new state of mind, a new state of being, and deciding that, no, this is going to be a fun holiday. And I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't remember a holiday season that I've enjoyed more. 
Um, so anyway, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that good stuff. I want to talk about <clears throat> a couple of, uh, I guess, listener mail kind of conversations I've had with listeners over the past week. Just answer, uh, talk about a couple of topics that came up. One from uh, a listener all the way in the UK. I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask him uh, ahead of time. But we got to talking about uh, family and how his family kind of, uh, I'm paraphrasing what he said. I can't remember exactly the wordage, but uh, thinks he's kind of, you know, kooky for looking into the metaphysical and uh, looking into this, this awakened imagination, the awakened man, all of uh, all of this stuff. Uh, he knows it's real. He knows it's true. He underst- He feels the truth of it. But we talked about, uh, he mentioned his family and friends, how they're not on board with it. They think he's kind of out there with this on the, on the fringe. And I used to deal with that. I used to worry about that. I used to worry about, well, what will my family say? My very religious, very conservative family, very. I mean, when I was growing up, it was, they took it, you know, into the polit- into politics too. If you were, here's how it went in my family growing up. I am not exaggerating. If you are, were a Christian in my home, then you obviously must be a Republican and you must obviously be a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> Seriously, you had to be both. Something was wrong with you if you weren't, didn't see that obviously Dallas Cowboys were God's team. And the Republicans were obviously the Christian party. So that's the kind of house I grew up in. I've talked about that before. I love my family. Love them like crazy. So I'm not knocking them. Because every experience I've had because has become has brought me to this point. And that's why we're here, is to experience the separation from God and this feeling of uh, other others out there and separateness and things outside of us affecting us. And then the beauty of the awakening is God waking up and realizing that he's been dreaming of this all along. So anyway, I totally digressed. Family. So I, I was worried too when I first started really getting into this. And with me, it was an obvious uh, event when I got out of the wheelchair so it wasn't something that I was just looking into and, you know, sticking my toe in the water with uh, things. You know how it goes. You start studying something. Wow, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. I, I'll, wait and, I'll wait till I have a manifestation. I'll wait till something good happens, and then I'll talk about it. Well, it, it was a reverse for me because the big thing happened pretty quickly within a couple of weeks of me hearing about Neville Goddard. And so I had to come up with an answer immediately. Uh, and I and initially, you know, I kind of toned it down some and just uh, allowed people to, assu- you know, assume it was the outside God that did it, the traditional idea of God uh, that was at work there. 
I knew what had happened, but I was worried about what they would say. And then I, I grew in confidence and more sure of myself and began talking about it. And yeah, I got, I got a little, some odd looks from people and from family and friends. But it didn't last long because I realized that, and Neville talks about this too, and others also, but from my own experience, I realized that whatever someone's telling me, however they're reacting to me, uh, whatever, whatever I'm, the feedback I'm getting is a reflection of what's inside of me. My own, it still always goes back to my own consciousness of being. Who, what I'm aware of, who am I? Who am I being? What am I being? Me. What's going on in my head? How do I identify myself? Who am I? How do I see the world? And so when I would get family and friends, uh, the few times I got comments, you know, doubting comments or skeptical comments, I realized upon reflection that they were only reflecting my own doubts, my own worries and fears. When I was worried about what people would say, I got the feedback, the worry and the doubt back at me. So when family and friends, if they do question it, the, the first thing I would suggest, what I started doing is just knowing that I give the meaning to it. I decide what it means. I decide to let their comments affect me, to let their comments uh, bring up more thoughts of doubt. I give it meaning. And again, there's nothing outside of me. There's nothing outside of you. So their comments are only a reflection of what's inside of you. And just uh, not too long ago, and I talked about this in a fairly recent episode, several uh, episodes ago, I can't remember the title, but where I had a, a, someone very close to our family, um, uh, well, F, someone in the family, I had heard uh, a list of things, <laughs> uh, their criticisms of me, um, how I raised my kids, uh, my financial choices, all these different things. And, and I never, I wasn't upset. It was a surprise to hear it, but I quickly noticed, I, re I knew that what I'm hearing is only echoing what I had inside of me. The exact same things had been kind of wandering around inside me certain things that I had had thought about and I had, where I'd forgotten those momentary, uh, sometimes not necessarily momentary, but those times of forgetfulness where I forget. I go back to sleep, so to speak, and forget who I really am. And I start to worry. Oh, am I being, a, I'm not that great of a dad. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Oh, and then, you know, all these regrets and all these things that come up that I remembered how I used to be. And then uh, then I remind myself who I really am and that I give meaning to all that. So when I heard that from that family member, these things that could be taken very negatively and I could have good uh, you know could have started a real uh, mess in the family. I could have gotten really upset. 
but I would be only getting upset at something that I perceived to be outside of me. So I was only hearing a, a, an echo of what was already going on inside of me. So I took that opportunity. I actually was happy. I'm not saying be happy for the crap that comes into your life. I'm not, oh, thank you, Lord, for the crap that I'm getting because that'll make me stronger. My reward's in heaven. I'm not talking about that. I, I saw it as the opportunity to look within. Okay, why am I hearing this? Ah, it's because those are the things I had been thinking about, and I remember thinking about them. And so it was my chance to look within and see that, see those beliefs, those things that I had that I was identifying myself with, and pluck them out, deflate like a balloon, deflating, taking the air out of the balloon, just removing the meaning of it. It doesn't mean I'm like that anymore. And it, it got me right back into the state, my desired state of mind, my desired state of being. And it felt good. It kind of purged it, that purged relief. You're like, ah, oh, got rid of that. Okay, let's keep going. Let's move on. So family and friends, if, you know, Neville talks about how maybe, because yeah, the Bible talks about it too, tell no one. I can't remember the quote, but... Uh, Neville talks about it, that if you do tell people, talk about it, and you hear negative stuff, you're only hearing uh, it's your own doubts and fears are being reflected back on you. So sometimes I choose not to talk about it, uh, not in a while. I just can't help but talk about it now because it's, it's who I am and it's how I live. And to, to avoid talking about it, is very uncomfortable for me. It used to be uncomfortable to talk about it, but now it's reversed. I, I feel uncomfortable when I'm in a situation where if I try to hold back, and I don't mean, you know, get in their face and proselytize. I know the truth. I am God. I don't mean that. But I noticed there's opportunities, there are opportunities to, that arise to talk about it, and it's comfortable, and I enjoy it. And again, there's no one outside of me. I'm not giving credit, you know, there's not other people creating these situations. I'm doing this myself. The, the feeling, the uncomfortableness went away, and the ease of talking about it went away because my concept of self changed. I moved to a new state. You see, it all begins and exists within you, within me. So I wouldn't worry about friends and family. Not worry about it. Don't give it any meaning. Choose to not react to it. And know that if you, if it, if when they're saying stuff and you notice little fears and doubts creep up inside you, they're, on, they're only reflecting that in you. So let that go. You don't have to, you know, wait till the evening to get into a meditative trance or a state akin to sleep. Just take a moment in your car, in the bathroom, on the toilet. <laughs> Just take a deep breath. <sighs> Just get back to that who you really are. Just that awareness, the I am.
the unconditioned awareness, just that moment. The more you do it, the, the easier this is, and you notice it. You feel the difference right there when you do it. Just a deep breath. And let the doubt and fear, that old junk, just let it go. And look at it as a good thing that you've noticed it. You've noticed the doubts and the fear. Okay, well, let's get rid of that. Release it and move back into the, your desired state. Remind yourself that it's all up to you. All up to you. Whether it's a physical healing, a mental healing, relationships, financial, everything. And from my experience, I know it is everything. When your concept of self changes, when who and what you are being changes, you notice a difference. Our entire lives, we're, who and what we are being is reflected back at us because that's what we're experiencing. That's how we know who we are. And uh, this brings up another thing, talking about regrets as a parent. I had someone else I was talking to recently, a mom, who made a comment just how uh, she just wishes she could be one of the cool moms. One of those moms that gets, you know, not a lazy mom. A mom that just gets out there and does, 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 and does the, wants to be the fun mom, the cool mom. And I get that because I, I wanted to be the cool dad. And for so long, I beat myself up about it. I'm not the cool dad. I'm, uh, I neglect, you know, I don't not neglect in the legal sense, but I'd gotten to where I was thinking, oh, look at all these other parents. Look what they do for their kids. And look at my kids. Look what we've had to make do with. And, oh, now I'm hearing this about what, you know, this family member was saying, which exactly echoed what I was thinking about myself. And so I told this mom that, well, well who do you want to be? You want to be that the, the super mom, that super mom that, that's loved by the kid, their, her kids and the kid's friends. And it's just the mom that everybody else thinks, oh, look at her. Look at her go. And she has it all together. She's always doing stuff with the kids and it's fun to be in their house. She's full of energy. And I suggested call I, you know I called it super mom, but you don't have to label the state because it's a state of it's the state of awareness, a state of being, who you're conscious of being. So I told her, what would it feel like if you were that mom? What would you feel like right now if at this moment you've have been that super mom? And we didn't get too deep into it, but. It's, uh, it all comes down to what's within us, who and what we are being, our concept of self. So I told her, you can be that super mom. And I, as we're talking, I revised the conversation that we're having and hearing her voice tell me how, how much energy, energy she has now and how she's just always having a fun with the kids. I heard what I wanted to hear, which is what she wanted. So I was praying for her. I was moving in imagination right then as we're talking. And I saw her as this super mom. I called it that because I, in my own mind, I have, you know, a scope of 
attributes or characteristics of that state and just in my own mind. So that's what I placed her in. She might call it something else completely, but I saw her as super mom, full of energy, doing the fun things with the kids and being a leader uh, in the family, all the cool stuff, the things she wanted to be. So I saw her as that mom right then. You don't need to wait and pray for someone later on. Do it right then as they're talking to you. Don't give life to the negative crap they're, they're talking about. Revise what you're hearing right then. I've done it. I, the, it's getting, it gets much easier the more you do it. You can revise on the spot and move in imagination and place them in a desired state, a new and better state. Lift them up. Lift them up in prayer. Because prayer means movement, motion toward, accession to, vicinity of. So you're moving in mind moving within your mind and placing them in, in their desired state, how you would like to see them. So, friends and family, don't give it meaning because they're just reflecting back your own doubts and worries. And look at it as a way to purge that. Okay, I still got that going on, little things nipping at my heels from my old state, how I used to be, well, that's fine. Just let that go now. Let it go. Remind yourself who you are and that everything you're experiencing is because of what's inside you, who and what you're being. And if you're like this mom I talked to that you think of all these things, oh, I wish I could have done, been better at this and I haven't been a good parent. I haven't been a good employee. Stop beating yourself up about it. Stop right now. Stop, stop, stop. Because you're only giving life to that state still. Feeling remorseful and regret and woe is me and all that. That will never get you out of that state. Never. I can tell you with absolute surety you being like that and focusing on the regrets and all the things you wish you could have been and done, that is how you're going to stay. Always wishing woulda, shoulda, coulda and full of regret and just that turmoil inside. It really is simple. I know there were times where I thought, well, hell, this is not easy. It may, not, it may not seem easy at first, but why not imagine that it is easy? Go ahead and assume, take it for granted that it is easy, that you've got this, that you can easily move into a desired state, a desired state of mind, a state of being. Neville, in a few lectures, calls it a mood. Catch the mood. Because your mood, how you're feeling inside, what all of that, all of these things tells you what state you're in. I know you might be thinking, oh, but it's so hard. How do I do that when I know I get this crap outside my door, my bank account's low, or my kid's sick? I know. I've been there. I've been there where it's, it felt like a, like I'm, it's a tennis match or, you know, just back and forth. Don't, 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 don't. You know that, that old video game, Pong, from the 70s? I love that game. That old table is a 
very basic table tennis game for the uh, television. And if you get the little square ball <laughs> trapped between the your piece, your movable piece, your racket, and the wall, it would just go back and forth like that. Well, that's what I felt like inside at times, where it's like moving to the state of the wish fulfilled. You know, no, I'm this. I am this. I am this. Oh my God, my life's falling apart. No, I'm this. No, my life's falling apart. You know, dozens of times or dozens and dozens of times throughout the day. Keep doing it. Persist. Like Neville says, persist in the state of the wish fulfilled. What would it feel like to be a super mom? What would it feel like to be wealthy? To be loved? Hmm. <sighs> That's it. You're moving right there. You're capturing that mood, that feeling. You're bringing that image up within your mind. And that's, that's it. You've been doing it all your life. But instead of being like a, a boat on the water with no oar being tossed about, thinking that the waves are causing everything, intentionally make some changes. Grab that oar, your imagination. Who do you want to be? What do you want to experience? You got this. I know you do. If I can do it, hell, I know you can do it. Because, it, oh my goodness, right? I'm sure we all think that. But I'm telling you seriously, this is doable. Because it's not some new program or plan or some new catchy fad. This is who we are. This is who you are. This is who I am. The Bible, like I've mentioned before, I like the Bible because I grew up reading the Bible. And so I'm enjoying seeing what I see as the truth behind what the stories are in the scripture. That the I am, I exist. That's me. That's within all of us. So I kill. I make alive. I like to look at that as that means I can put, put to death the old man, the old me and give life to something lovely and beautiful and fun, something absolutely amazing beyond what I thought was possible, beyond what conventional wisdom says is possible. Because remember, conventional wisdom, what the world says, tradition, all that, none of that's real. It all happens within you. And whatever you're experiencing, these rules and regulations of what you should be doing and the impossibilities, that's your own creation. To so drop that, let that go, hmm. and persist. The what one of the the second definition of persist means to continue to exist. So, anytime you feel yourself doubting, and your reactions tell you that maybe I'm not dwelling in the state of being this new desired state of my wish fulfilled, just remind yourself to continue to exist in that new state. Bring it back up, that feeling of wealth, that feeling of health, whatever it is. And shoot me some more emails. I love hearing the stories. I love hearing, interacting with people. I've gotten to talk to people across the world now and from Asia and Europe. A, a few in the United States. I've talked more to people overseas, which I love. I love technology. I love this. 
did I give you my email address just now? Feelingtwisty at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at feelingtwisty. Facebook, it's uh, Feeling Twisty, the Feeling Twisty podcast. Check that out. All right. I love you guys. I hope to do one before. I plan to do another one before New Year's. So another one will be coming out in a few days. All right. This is Feeling Twisty.